Old Testament reading for this morning is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 8. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields, or the first dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from the book of Acts chapter two. Peter, standing with the 11, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Israel, Hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up loosing the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, 
The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. This is the word of the Lord. The Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Jews answered Jesus, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? And Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. American author Orson Scott Card is not a fan of most modern science fiction, despite writing many science fiction books himself. What bothers him the most is that the heroes of the books and the movies are often rugged individuals, disconnected from family or friends, going about their adventures on their own. And this author, Card, wonders where the hero's husband or wife is. What about their children and siblings and their childhood friends? Because it is not good for man, even a science fiction hero, to be alone. And therefore, Jesus' dialogue with the unbelieving Jews in our gospel text this Sunday helps us to understand better that truth. Because God reveals his triune nature that we may not be me's, but we's with him. Now, our whole world around us, we know very well that we are all trained to be individuals that we are all given choices. We can all say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and we also make everything about ourselves. We prefer to be me's. 
Our culture thrives on individuality. And we can see that even in the truth of some statistics in our society right now. Because people are getting married later and later, if at all. In 1962, half, 50% of 21-year-olds were already married. By 2019, we had dropped from 50% to 8%. You see, all this about the me generation has only come true. We like being with ourselves, just me, me, and me. But yet, how different it is by what God's word says, that we are made for one another, that there, it's not good for man to be alone. Now, some people in this day and age have kind of come up with a cute way of putting this thing together. They start calling sheep and people sheeples, okay? And it's a term that's come into usage for an individually, for an individual that is, who unthinkingly goes with the flow instead of charting his or her individual path. Sheeples are those who have lost their individuality and just want to blend in. I don't know if that's a biblical expression or not because yes, we like to be in a herd sheep do, but sheep are also prone to wander off by themselves. So I would dare say that even sheep will have a tendency to get away from the crowd at times and get lost. We even know that prominent people in our politics system have suggested that successful businesses come into being thanks to the help of others. And we even have heard it said that it takes a village to raise a child. But when those sayings were spoken, People were indignant in our country because we want to believe that we can do all things on our own, that we are better, that me is better than we. But if we go to the scriptures and we see over and over and over again, when a person is left to their own devices, they tend to fall apart they tend to get into more trouble than less. And so, as you and I contemplate this individualism that we're taught by our world and this fellowship that we are taught with by the scriptures. 400 years ago, there was an English writer by the name of John Donne who wrote a famous poem about individualism. And you probably would recognize at least the beginning and the end of the poem, but probably not even realizing that they're part of the same poem. It starts out, no man is an island, entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less. And then at the end of the poem, any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. This poem connects us that we are less when those who are lost among us. 
that we are at our best when we are together. No man is an island. And when one man dies, it reminds that humanity itself is dying. And the scriptural text for that is the wages of sin is death. So to be alone is, in many ways, to die. Now, you might say, well, God stands up there by himself. But God is not a me. Our Holy Lord does not reflect the sinful individualism. And because our sin can drive us to be disconnected from one another, we assume that God, too, is disconnected. After all, we speak of him as the Lord our God, him, he, the one. In fact, during Vacation Bible School this week, one of our focuses was on the great Shema out of Deuteronomy, where it says, the Lord our God is one. And that is a truth. He is one. But yet, here on Holy Trinity Sunday, we squish these three persons into one. This rugged individual into one God. In some mysterious way, like the parts of an apple or a three-leaf clover or the phases of water, our God is also Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so our Lord is not by himself. He is three persons, one God. And we can see that even in the Old Testament record. In the Garden of of Eden, the Lord said, let us make man in our image. Notice the plurals there. Man was created male and female. One, yet two. In marriage, we're told that the two become once more one. And because it was not good, the Lord said, for man to be alone. God is a we. The Father begets a son through whom comes the Spirit. The Jews had a hard time understanding Jesus as the Son of the Father because they could not let go of the ideas that they had composed about God. Muslims, too, they struggle with the triunity of God. They have certainly disbelieved those who said Allah is a third of three because their Quran says there is no God except one God. And so this is why Jesus' use of the divine name of God for himself was so repulsive to the Jews. Because how can he be the I am? Because I is singular. So how can he be the Father or the Spirit? How can they understand that? But in a mysterious wonder, our Lord we trust is three persons in one divine substance. The Lord is the Father who eternally begets the Son, through whom proceeds the Holy Spirit. In Jesus, we see God for who he really is, just as Abraham, yes, dear old father Abraham, did in his day. And we, like Abraham, abide in the word of Jesus. You know, the world around us tries to tear us apart. We are like a jigsaw puzzle, puzzle connected to one another. All those connection points 
and we are stronger when we are together. But the devil would like to have our pieces plucked out to make us weak because we are less when we are not all together. And so many times our world tries to treat us as separate, disconnected islands, that we are kept apart. And the devil tells us that that is not good because the devil doesn't want us to be together. He tries to pick at us to tell us, you know, it's, it's not always so fun to be together because, you know, you've got to humble yourselves unto the other. You've got to serve one another. Those things are not fun. But our truth comes from God, right? We don't listen to the words of the devil. We understand that we are stronger as a we with God than we are as an I or a me by myself. And so the word of the Lord is that we know the Father through the Son, who knows the Father perfectly, as we heard in our text. The Father freely sends his Son into the world to redeem us, and the Son gives up his life on the cross to free us. And the Spirit is willfully and willingly breathed out that he might live in us. And so by the power of the Spirit, we keep the Father's word, Jesus being in us. And this is what it's like to have eternal life and the promise of never tasting death. Because it's never good for us to be alone. So Jesus made us one with his Father by the sacrifice of the cross. And he enlivens our faith by sending the Spirit into our hearts. So may you and I today, as we consider these things, when we are strongly saying, you know, me, 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 my way or the highway, may we consider those words and think a little bit more like God thinks and for us to follow that guidance that we are pulled together for a purpose united in our confession of Christ, and that we follow the words of Holy Scriptures as it tells us and informs us about how our God is three persons, yet one God. And so we trust in what God has said. And, you know, the, hero, the heroes, as we find them in the Gospels, unlike the heroes of so much fiction, are not alone. Notice all the witnesses together. Notice Jesus comes to the upper room at the end after his resurrection and appears to the group. Not even Thomas is left out because he comes in a little later. God wants us to gather together and be together with him. And so today we know that Abraham knew God not as a he but a we. And now we do as well, through the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. So may you and I stay connected and be one with God in Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guide our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.